as you go through and you're actually looking at your prospects profiles and what they're doing, you'll realize if it's a good fit or not, you know, you'll get more information about them um, to see, Hey, I actually have a service that is of value to them rather than going with the shotgun approach and try and hit all the entire internet, which doesn't work anymore. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Ryan. It's great to have you joining me today. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this. Me too. We've had a little bit of a chat before we hit record and you're going to, or you've got something really cool to share about a LinkedIn strategy that's working for yourself and I believe some of your clients, if I've got that right. But before we jump in, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do and what brought you to where you are today? Yeah, of course. So, You know, actually about eight years ago, I graduated with a a master's in psychology and I got a job the the day I graduated, they hired me. And I came to find out two weeks later that they had hired someone with no experience. I already knew that, but they didn't, they didn't think about it. They, they hired someone new, thought my degree looked good. And I got laid off after two weeks. Oh, And so, yeah, I was like, okay, I have rent to pay. I need to figure out what to do. And I I just started searching online. I I actually at the time wanted to build websites. I ended up finding a client within a week Uh uh, to pay me to help build their website. And that's kind of how I kicked off my journey. And over the last eight years, I've run a couple B2B agencies in the e-commerce space. I've run a couple e-commerce stores of my own. I've built uh, a SaaS application, which failed. I've done a lot in the agency world trying to find clients. I've spent a lot of time. How do I find leads? How do I find qualified leads? And how do I get more sales into my businesses? And I think that's really one of the strengths and, and one of the trends that I'm, I, I really know a lot about today. Absolutely. And you know, what business owner doesn't want leads? If they don't have leads, they don't get clients, they don't get paid. So essentially, you know, that's what we're all here for. So you've got a really cool LinkedIn strategy that's working for you. Why don't you start off telling us, giving us a bit of an overview and a bit of um, context into what this strategy entails or more like the, the sort of the results that people are getting? Yeah, yeah. So it's LinkedIn and email. I actually would say that Email is a little more powerful, but LinkedIn is like our supplementary channel, like social channel. But basically what we do is, so we're looking for e-commerce clients. We go out and find the the CEOs, the leaders of e-commerce businesses that are good for for our business. And then, you know, maybe we have five, we find a list of 500 or it could be 10,000 that we get. So we're looking for their contact information and then reaching out to them with a personal message, not spamming, it's every single person gets a different message. And it might be something as simple as like, maybe we found their Instagram profile or their LinkedIn profile, and we noticed that they were on a podcast recently, or they just, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, we're we're at an event speaking, that doesn't happen much anymore, but we'd reach out about that. And there's even been cases to open the conversation where it's like, we noticed like, I love snowboarding 
And so we find that as we're doing some research, our ideal client also is snowboarding. There's a picture of them. So we'll reach out in a personalized way about their life, but also tie in business um, in the communication. And we try email and LinkedIn are the two channels that we've found work best. Mm -hmm. And that it's basically cold outreach. And Mm -hmm. just if we can get the reply, get the response, usually from there, we can kind of pique their interest and get them onto a sales call. And then from there, we're getting about 33% close rates mm-hmm. once we get someone onto a call with us. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're pretty happy with that. It didn't start out that way in the beginning, but it's a profitable uh, channel, a marketing channel for us, definitely. Absolutely. And I can say that I think that what is most powerful about this and what is different is that personal email. Because I know that when you reached out to me, even to be on the show, it was very personal. Straight away, I knew you were mentioning other episodes, other people that had been on the show, different things that you liked about the episodes. And it definitely piqued my interest and it stood out in my email inbox because I get so many emails a day, but you can see they're just copy and pasted. And sometimes it's just, you know, dear podcast host. And I'm just like, delete. I don't have time for this because if you haven't researched my show, then then I don't want to see if we're a fit. Where with you, it was very personal. And even though, I, you know, I wasn't sure that there was a fit, it, it was very, very easy to then send that next email back and go, well, look, tell me more. What about this? Um, so I could see how that would definitely work and how, you know, obviously that's, you know, not for, for a sale, but essentially still you're selling yourself to be on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. you know, that's what's standing out because, um, and I know I've mentioned it on this show a few times in the past few episodes is that social media is getting really spammy with just copy and paste DMS and personal messages. And so Mm -hmm. something like this really does stand out and show that you care and that you are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember the episode too is with Cindy uh, Scholson. It was. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, it's. I didn't think about that. It's so funny. We did. You know, it is kind of exactly what we're talking about. How I got on this show, and it's extremely important to have that personalization. If you don't, good Gmail and and LinkedIn's hasn't developed gotten to this point yet, but they're getting there and other social platforms too. If you're sending out these mass messages, Mm -hmm. it hurts your domain, your email domain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, very quickly you go straight into spam or you Mm -hmm. don't get into your ideal client's uh, inbox at all. Mm -hmm. And that, and personalization gets around that. It does take more work, but it can be done at scale and it can be done uh, personally. And that's actually pretty much the only way to do it anymore. So all those, those messages that you get that are copy paste, those businesses, their domains are tanking. They're not getting into inboxes and they have to go create a new domain every month or two. And they're also not getting the responses that you would hope for if you're going to spend your time and invest your money into lead gen. Totally, totally. So can you take us through, so that's an overview of what this strategy is. Can you take us through um, what this journey looks like from the perspective of us as the coach or the consultant, the expert? We're starting in LinkedIn. You mentioned that that you yourself starts off with searching for these e-com owners. You know, how do we do this search and how do we know what to search for? Yeah. So it can, you know, there there are a lot of places where the search can start off. LinkedIn is one of them. Um, You can also go look at directories in your niche. Like, for example, we have 
Uh, one of our, our, our best types of e-commerce client is in the CBD space, also the pet space. Mm-hmm. So we'll go look for directory, directories of CBD stores or directories of pet type businesses. And that, that'll be a good place to start too. Or there, there's also tools that have already gathered. You know, if you want to spend, it can be like 20 cents to a dollar a lead. You could spend uh, and, and buy a list of leads, of qualified leads in your in your niche. I think those are the easy routes. If you don't want to spend any money though, yeah, going and starting your search on LinkedIn is probably the best way. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be going in and looking for, you know, you probably know your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a culture coach or a consultant, you you know a little bit about your audience because you have those clients already. So what what do they have in their LinkedIn profiles? What are they putting in their LinkedIn profiles? And start there and go search. And then you can reach out to them directly. When you do that, I'd, I'd highly recommend also reaching out with email. Mm-hmm. And there is a tool. One of the tools we use is called prospect.io. But there's a lot of tools that do this where if you have someone's email or you have a, one of their social profiles, they can find the, you know, if I have their LinkedIn, they'll find their email. If I have their email, it'll find their LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I'd highly recommend if you're going to spend the time or pay the money to get a list, a lead list, to find them on multiple channels. Because you don't know where that person's going to respond mm. or what they're active, you know, actually active on. So are you saying so that you send multiple power. emails to, to get that email through? Or you send one and wait till you hear and try another one? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so... I guess to simplify, let's just say we had a hundred or 50 leads, right? Mm-hmm. So we would go in and get their email and their LinkedIn profile, whoever that be the CEO of a CBD uh, e-commerce business. And we go look at what they do. Um, where is the business active? Are they active on LinkedIn? Maybe Instagram, something like that. It's usually LinkedIn for us. That's mm-hmm. why I keep mentioning it. But I might find something about their business, something they posted, maybe a podcast that they were on or some kind of content, uh, maybe even their Twitter, they're posting something and we'll, we'll actually go and talk about that. Or, you know, if it's something that's interesting to us, we'll talk about that. Um, or, and if we can't find that, we might just go to something more broad, like the e-commerce space, like, Hey, Black Friday's coming up. You know, if it's in October, Black Friday's coming up, biggest holiday season. Are you prepared? Like something like that. Um, if you can't find something personal, but then you'd, yeah, you'd reach out to them on LinkedIn um, as well as email. And then we follow up usually. So we send the first email or LinkedIn message. We're following up just about every day mm-hmm. until there's about six, seven messages sent. And a lot of people have, <laughs> it's so funny because you you think, Hey, am I, you're wondering, am I annoying these people? But most of our clients are really busy and they see the message and intrigues them, Mm -hmm. but they don't actually take action on it until the second or third follow-up. They read it. They, and we've gotten that time and time again, like, I really appreciate you guys looking into who I am and what I do. And I, I, that stood out to me. I just didn't have the time or I forgot about it. Right. So the, the actual, a lot of the the work is in that follow-up. I just want to jump in here and 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 just and just back that up because I know that there actually I think I did get back to you on the first email, which is very very rare. I am that person that it'll come in. I'll read it in my head. I'll think, yeah, I'll answer that later, and then I don't. And then something comes in the next day, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I've got to answer that. And it might come in. Sometimes it's like three or four follow ups, 
And I think that that's really important to note here because the the biggest objection I get from my clients is, oh, I don't want to bother people. But what you're saying and what I'm saying and agreeing with you is that we're actually not pestering people. They're so busy that they forget and they just, mm -hmm. and so it's actually, you know that it's important if you're following up. Mm -hmm. and, and that's also the importance of getting that, going through the personalization process. Cause as you, or, you know, you can hire an assistant to do that kind of stuff for you, but as you go through and you're actually looking at your prospects profiles and what they're doing, you'll realize if it's a good fit or not. And you'll realize, you, you know, you'll get more information about them um, to see, Hey, I actually have a service that is of value to them rather than going with the shotgun approach and try and hit all the entire internet, which doesn't work anymore. And then, yeah, the, fo the follow-up is, is very important, very important. And it's very rare that we get feedback. Like I haven't seen a, an angry email response in at least a year. Mm -hmm. And we've been, we've been doing this, the cold email for about two years now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once we kind of figured everything out, we have some humor sometimes, sometimes we'll show a, a picture of our, one of our team, our employees has a, a goat. We have like a, a picture with the company logo and the goat, or we might sometimes even as part of our strategy, record a video. Like if it's like, I really, we really think this is a great client. We'll actually get on and make a personalized video for them. This just gets amazing responses. So the first email is a personal email building up some, some sort of, you know, this is what, you know, where our synergies are, or I noticed this, or I, I saw this. What about the follow-ups? How do the follow-ups follow on? Are they very brief and, hey, I'm just, you know, checking back in to see if you saw my email or or are they more personal as well? Yeah, so once you sent the first one, most of the, it's it's interesting if you're doing it right and your email domain's healthy, that the first email will get like 60% open rates or more. And so you know people are looking at it. So the next couple, usually really short, what we'll do is we'll say, hey, you know, John, it just and have the we don't write their name. It's it's actually like in code. But the so the first email is personal, and then the second two are actually pretty much completely automated. It's like, hey, hey, John, just bumping this for you. What do you think? And then we have like a little sent from my iPhone uh, piece at the bottom. And then the other one after that will be another kind of templated email that we might, um, we have different variations of, so we're not using that exact same one. And then, you know, as you get into the, the later ones, fourth, fifth, we'll personalize it again, mm -hmm. you know, in, in most cases, but the first one is the, the most important to personalize the initial point of contact. People will reference that when you bump the email, they'll mm -hmm. be, or the LinkedIn message, they go back to the first one, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's also one of the most important factors with like Gmail, uh, to make sure you're not getting into spam is that initial email really does always need to be personalized. Mm. And what about the subject line on that first email? Um, it varies. I think one of the, the easiest ways to start with it is just a question for and put the person's name in there mm -hmm. or the company name. Mm -hmm. That's across the board tends to be one of the best. But if there's something real personal that stood out during your research, you can mention something like that. Mm. Like I saw you on a podcast with uh, a certain person and, you know, I, I really got this, this point or this value out of it, right? You, you can have some kind of short 
uh, snippet like that. But most of the time, question four, then the prospect's name works uh, pretty well. Yeah, using a name in a subject line is awesome because seeing our own name is the the most oh, what's the there's a stat it's like the the word that we love that to we see love yeah love is our name <laughs> yeah so that definitely stands out i love that so once so we've got searching directories doing this linkedin search getting the details sending the cold emails what are we what are you trying to do in the emails are we trying to go straight to a call in most cases, yes. You're not just talking about their snowboard trip, right? Mm-hmm, you're, mm-hmm. you're you're like, hey, I want to open a conversation about business. I, I, you know, I really like what you're doing personally, and that sounds fun. But also, like, I see some business opportunity here. So a good thing to include in a lot of those first emails after the personal part um, is some kind of a case study result, or even a client that has video recording giving your company a review. So, hey, this, you know, stating your name, your company, what you do as a coach or consultant, and then something short about results. And these, these first emails, you usually don't, you don't want a paragraph. You can have like three, four separate sentences and points, uh, but usually not too much longer than that. Now, there are some exceptions, like in the, in the podcast world, we can, we all write very long emails and they work. But when it's going to a busy, like a busy clients potential client it's they seem to not read through the long ones as much mm-hmm. for some reason because they're not marketers you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're busy yeah and they're, yeah, they're just well, skimming through what do i need to deal with today and what can wait till tomorrow well you're busy too but you read the the long email we sent i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which goes to prove that the personal email works <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool so is there anything else that you bring into this strategy to get the, um, you know, to be able to get that? I'm going to say strategy call. Actually, let's take a, a, a reroute for a second. If let's veer off, if that's okay. I just want to ask your opinion on, and I'm going to put this in air quotes, strategy call. How would you normally phrase getting people onto a call? Because, and I'll give you my why I'm asking this because I feel like when we say strategy call that it's everyone just sees sales call mm-hmm. and and who wants mm-hmm. to jump onto a sales call if you've never actually spoken to someone so i'd love your thoughts around how you navigate this or do you just say strategy call we don't say strategy call in the first email It'll be something like you open to hopping on a quick call this week or are you open to exploring this more that kind of stuff um but if they if they explicitly reply and and like, Hey, this is really interesting. This could help me. This could help my business. Then that's where you can say, Hey, let's hop on a strategy call and all we can audit your business and and I'll make sure, you know, I just want to make sure that this would, you know, what I do would be a good fit for you. I don't want to waste your time. Those kind of things like adding that in along with strategy call is fine. Mm, yeah just I think don't just, use that on the first email though the strategy call <laughs> yeah I, I just like to cover these things off <laughs> so so once we've got you know we've sent that personal email we've got the automated emails is there any other strategies that you would bring into this to get those emails read or is it just straight LinkedIn to cold email is there anything else that you do to to warm that person up, warm that prospect up yeah, you know, the most important part before you think about the 
the individual people that you're emailing is making sure that your email domain is healthy. If you have a bad email domain or it's you've been spamming people and it, Gmail has penalized you, your, your ranking is lower in, in Gmail's eyes, then you're not going to get good open rates. So you're just going to be kind of wasting your time. So what I highly recommend when you start out with this, you if you have a good domain, you could do it on your domain for a little bit. But if you start getting after a month or two, when you start getting clients, I would create a new domain. Once you realize, hey, this is working for me, I would start a new domain. And then it takes about two weeks to warm it up. Mm-hmm. And so that just means like sending emails to people, you know, or there's some tools that allow that help you warm it up. But using a separate domain will protect your main domain that you actually communicate with your clients on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that'd be the worst thing is if your main business domain started getting into spam. Totally. How do we know whether it's actually getting to the, the place that our emails are getting to where they need to be in the first place? You talk about it being healthy, but how do we know if our domain is healthy or unhealthy? Yeah. So the easiest way is to just the, the open rates. Uh, when you're doing cold email, your open rate should be between 60 to 90% is healthy. Uh, if it's getting like 60 to 30%, it's okay. Still not too bad. And anything under that, I would say you're getting into a, a more yellow zone and below 20 is in the red. Mm-hmm. Uh, cold emailing, if you have a healthy domain, should get into most everyone's inbox. And that, and usually everyone at least clicks an email to see what's in it real quick before they might delete it or, or ignore it, right? Mm-hmm. So 60% above, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. How do you send your emails? Like are you using a CRM, are you using Gmail? Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we use a CRM called Pipedrive. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we use a tool called Outplay for managing all the messages that are coming in and out. Cause it's like, it's, if you, if you had a, just a list of hundred people that you're contacting over the course of two weeks, it's impossible to remember when you want to follow up, when you want to bump them and keep track of all that. Mm-hmm. And so without play, we're able to actually set it. it we create like a, a sequence. Hey, we want these, we want four emails and and five LinkedIn messages over the course of two weeks. And then in Outplay, you actually have kind of the format that you'd want to write out the personal content and it reminds you. And so you could just copy paste it and then add in the personal information that you want. It's one of the best tools that I've ever seen for, for personal email marketing. It's so helpful. Yeah, even so like good. tell you, hey, it's time for LinkedIn. It's time you know, then the next day it's time for email and, it, you know, we just wake up, spend 30 minutes on it in the morning and, mm-hmm. and then look for replies to come in during the day. Awesome. Awesome. So is there anything else that we would need to know if we were, you know, we've done all of what, you know, we've done everything that you've said so far. Is there anything else that you need to add in here to make sure that this is working? I'm trying to think off the top of my head, I, I can't think of anything else for, for getting started. I think if you, you know, as long as you are taking care of your domain, you're personalizing and making sure that the, the people you're reaching out to are actually a good potential client and, you know, you're, you're fast to respond. So once they actually respond to your first email, you should be taking action on that within one bit, like no more than eight hours. Mm-hmm. No, don't wait till the next business day. And, 
you know, if, if you're doing those things right, I think a lot of the other pieces kind of fall into place. And those are the real foundations to make sure that this works. Mm, love it, love it, love it. So Ryan, if people are listening to this and they're more interested, how do they connect with you? Yeah, so if you want to reach out to us, um, you can go to our website at Worth Ecommerce, W-O-R-T-H ecommerce.com. Have a contact form in there. If you reach out there, I'll see it and I can connect with you. Or you can find me on LinkedIn at Ryan O'Connor and you search Worth Ecommerce. And then we have a lead gen manager. So for any of Samantha's listeners that want to reach out, just mention Samantha and then mention Lester Montero. He is our lead gen expert and we'd be happy to um, help you, you know, if you have any questions with any of these strategies or if you just want to connect to network. Love it. And of course, I'll put all of those links in the show notes as always. Ryan, it's been great to chat with you today and you know, hear different ways that lead generation is working. This is a strategy I'd not heard about before. So it's it's really cool to be able to chat with you. And thank you so much for sharing all of these tips and uh, so much value. Yeah, of course. It is rather new. So uh, I'm sure at some, in some point, everyone will start doing it and then it'll feel like exactly marketers it it won't work soon (laughs) thanks ryan yeah of course today's episode may be over but let's continue the conversation head on over to the thought leaders business lab community on facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too see you next time in the thought leaders business lab